Red button hit. Uh, yep, I got her. Oh, shit. Okay. Come on, red button it. Yeah, I've got a button. Okay, I'm blinking. Just red the button. <laughs> Just button it red. Will you button it red? We dedicate this podcast to the late great red buttons. Oh, my God. Leave it to Brad. <laughs> I was going to go there, Brad, but I didn't, oh. and then you did. Oh, you, you left the door wide open for me. Here I'm thinking, I, I get to make the red buttons reference. Well, you know what? You get a couple of young guys like Scott and me, and you know, <laughs> who the hell is that? I don't What's know the name of the guy that, uh, I think he used to be on Laughing, but he's he was one of the judges on Boston Legal a lot. Oh, I don't know. Short little dude. Artie Johnson. Oh, oh Artie Johnson? God, well, Artie Johnson's the only short guy on Laugh-In. Let, let me look. I'll tell you. It wasn't uh, Buck Henry? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Artie Johnson is the guy on Laugh-In, but that's not who I'm thinking of that's on uh, Boston Legal. But anyway, I digress. Is it Henry hey. Gibson? Oh, Henry Gibson, yeah. Could have been him. Great character actor. I don't talk don't... to me about laughing, Scott, unless you want a dissertation. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know you were so. Uh, I wrote a paper in... on it. <laughs> what? Whoa! <laughs> Everybody, this is Web Comics Weekly, <laughs> the premier podcast of uh, web comics and the craft of making web comics. But we're putting that on hold for just a moment because our own Christopher Straub is about yeah. to inform us that he wrote a paper. Yeah, on I, laugh in. I wrote a paper on laugh in for an English class about like the, the the sexual dynamics of how it represented the 1960s. Really? Really? I thought that was just a throwaway oh, yeah. comment. No, no, that wasn't oh, a throwaway. God. Wait a minute! The I never, I never say anything throwaway. <laughs> <laughs> you really, you really wrote a paper on laugh in, huh? Yeah, why not? There's a lot to learn. Well, so after... what was the after Goldie Hawn, who was there? Joanne Worley. Uh, Joanne Worley. She did, was, did she, she do was it like for entertaining you? all the guys on the naval base. <laughs> that, there was always that. <laughs> what? I have no idea what you're talking about. You don't know who Joanne Scott, Worley is? I, I know. Stuff. I'm going to be, I'm gonna be real. For her. I'm going to be real honest with you. I'm not. Like a hundred percent well versed in laughing. Really, it's it's good stuff. Yeah, I don't think I watched a whole lot of it. Like I know what it is, and I certainly know some of the players, but I don't know. I don't know how well versed I'm in. Like I think the people that ran it, like the um, the Rowan and Martin, I think I know them the least. Really? Well, I guess they did show up technically, maybe the least. The uh, character actor on Boston Legal that played Judge Clark Brown was uh, Henry Gibson. Hey, all right. <laughs> he would be poking around. Henry. We, ha we have a long, a long history of laughing in my family because, uh, like, maybe 15 years ago, my dad was walking on the street and he was almost run down by a Ruth Buzzy. <laughs> Stop it. No, I'm serious. He will tell you that story. Are you serious? Yeah, she almost ran him over. How, what, what was she? Was she in a car? 
She was in a car. No, she was pushing a shopping cart. <laughs> she uh, she ran him over with with her handbag. <laughs> and then she ran over to him and, and smacked him with the handbag. Exactly. Didn't didn't Ruth Buzzy <laughs> and Artie Johnson have their own Saturday morning cartoon? I don't remember that. Do you yes. guys remember that, Scott? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and it's funny because uh, Artie Johnson. You know what? Artie Johnson was one of the judges on Boston Legal. You are a hundred percent right. Uh, yeah. Uh, what? No. Ruth Buzzy and um, uh, Jim Neighbors had their own Saturday morning cartoon, right? It was the Far Out Space Nuts. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. What the hell? Wasn't that Wasn't that Gilligan and and Chuck McCann? Oh wait, you're right. What? It is. It is. He's right. Well, then, what am, I, then what am I thinking of? I know Wait Ruth Buzzy. Wait a minute. Ruth Buzzy. And, and she had a brown dress. The great, uh, there was uh, something, uh balls. Hold on. I'm looking it up. It was with Jim Neighbors, I'm telling you. Everybody, this is going to help with webcomics. Trust me. Well, we're because gonna, you have to know, back. it was called the Lost Saucer. Oh, it really? went from 1975 to 1976. A flying saucer lands on modern-day Earth, and the two characters who fly it, Fee and Fum, oh, oh my God, my. Uh, invite a young boy and his babysitter to take a trip with them. God, that sounds creepy. <laughs> Unfortunately, something goes wrong, <laughs> and they end up lost in time. Each episode has them traveling to a different Earth of the future in their efforts to get Jerry and Alice back home. And it was Ruth Buzzy and uh, um, Jim Neighbors. And it was a world of Sid and Marty Croft uh, cartoon. Mm. Wow. Sounds like a gem. The Lost Saucer. It was not. It was awful. Well, didn't everything they make, wasn't that all pretty bad? No. HR, Puffin stuff. He's a friend one time skipper. All they could make was horrific-looking dolls. They were were, really good at making terrifying puppets. They were very, very oddly designed. I mean, even the even the 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 nice ones were were a little bit weird-looking. My uh, one of my favorite uh, onion. Uh, articles is is something like Area Man still has nightmares about Lidsville. <laughs> and like I've never seen that show, but I like those pictures and stuff, and I believe it. I believe kids had nightmares about that show. Was that yeah, the one where, where, where it's Nelson... supposed to be fun and it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> was that the one where Charles Nelson Riley played the villain? Who's, yes, yeah. and, he had, and he had like a giant nose and a yes. brain. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, you, you top hat. Have you ever seen uh, Alec Baldwin's uh, impression of him? No. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I he did does see an impression. that. SNL. Yeah. <laughs> he was really creepy on that. Oh, man. But anyway, uh, by the way, um, Charles Nelson Riley's name on uh, Lidsville was Horatio J. Hoodoo. Hoodoo. <laughs> oh, man. That just sounds like a vaudeville act. Yeah. Is there a character there, on there Hoodoo. named Raunchy Rabbit? Wow. Wow. I like it. <laughs> and uh, Felix Silla played a person named Colonel Poom. <laughs> Sugar Mr. Poom. <laughs> All right, look. 
except for the fact that uh, a knowledge, a well-versed knowledge of pop culture, can help you. Uh, what is this pop culture? Web comics. Look, I can I can bring this podcast around. You ready? Yeah. Web comics weekly. Mm. All right, now we're ready. Let's go. Well, guys, um, just to recap real quick, how was Harvard? <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> well, let me tell you. Let me Brad tell you. The uh, the talk was really cool. We had a, it was one of the few panel discussions that I've been on that lasted for two hours. Uh, and we oh really, my god! Yeah, we really went. It was a marathon session, and uh, and, and we had a it, that was Saturday, and we had a great time. Uh, it was uh, it was myself, Chris, and and a woman named Catherine Valente. Is that was that right, Catherine Valente? And she That's is a right. yeah, she's a co-writer of a web comic uh, based on Guitar Hero. Uh, no, and according according to the pictures, rock angry band. is all get out. <laughs> she and Brad didn't get along very well. She did not. We, we look did not see eye to happy. eye on very many uh, topics whatsoever. And and Chris was like the 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 kid, the child of divorced parents in the corner, just saying, "Can't we get along? Can't we just love each other?" <laughs> yeah, I was really looking for like, come on, guys, we all have some to say. Let's all just talk and be friendly. Well, there's but, this picture. That picture you posted is so great because Chris, Chris has got this face, this nervous smile of everything's fine, everything's fine, and she is looking like um, she's smelling something smelly. And Brad is laughing so hard that his face is a blur. Yeah. It really is the perfect summation of the whole thing. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that, that, that I, I had to watch the clock to uh, see that that was a two-hour uh, presentation because at times it felt like it was going into three. <laughs> But we, but honest to goodness, we had a we had, we did have a lot of time, uh, a lot of good times up there. Uh, the, the guys that were throwing the convention, uh, John and Jason and, and Kirby, and, mm -hmm. and uh, who am I leaving out? John, Jason, Kirby, we met on that first night. Uh, but uh, and I know I'm leaving somebody out, so I apologized in, in advance. They were the best, and they threw a really nice convention. Uh, treated us great. And after the talk, we went up to a room and had a book signing, and and that went really well. There was a lot well, of people. Cool. Th Scott, there was a lot of people to uh, lined up to see our uh, our Chris. Well, it's kind of his <laughs> crowd, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Harvard yeah. is Harvard's your crowd, my man. That's Chris, right. Harvard, Chris, you really Harvard ought to think about doing things. a little bit more. <laughs> if I say penetration, wow, what? <laughs> all right, no, I'm with you there. You ought, to, you really ought to think about in terms of your marketing, penetrating universities more uh, deeply than you might be doing right now, because no, it really I, does I seem to be your crowd. I agree, hundred percent, Brad. <laughs> did a lot of people? Did a lot of people walk up and 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 go, uh, mm, uh, Mr. Straub? Um, I'd like to talk to you about um, hmm, uh, your strip involving. Um, see, I don't know artists well enough to to do the joke. <laughs> to make a joke. Yeah. No, mm, but there was and, uh, there was a funny moment, Brad. You had left. This was uh, this was um, Sunday night. It was oh, the okay. closing of the show, and I had drawn all that stuff on the board and and. Actually, I wasn't talking about Starslip Drive. I was just saying, hey, I'm going to draw this on the board and then take a picture like I'm lecturing you. 
And then uh, it was the end of the thing, and the stuff was still on the board, and a couple of other uh, students were in there. And they were going, what? You can't have an inorthogonal wormhole. <laughs> and they were picking it apart. And then... And then I just I just spun around, and then they're like, "Oh my God, you're still here!" <laughs> I embarrassed them. And you know, one and, thing and we you, you can't have an inorthogonal wormhole, you guys, because <laughs> you don't know it doesn't mean you can't have it. Come Chris on. walks up, all goodwill hunting, and he's like, "Oh!" And then I solved it, and they're like, "No, you didn't solve it." <laughs> I'm just I'm drawing on the board solutions and hoping that they'll give up and be impressed at some point, even though they're all wrong. <laughs> Something's, right? something's going to run out first, your chalk or their interest. Right. Oh, my <laughs> God. If I, if I had more chalk, I'd be able to finish this solution. But I got to go. Uh, one thing we did, uh, one thing that Chris did that I had glommed on to uh, that worked out well, too, was uh, uh, arranged a Saturday night meetup. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And that was real good. good. Yeah, you had you had about oh, 20 people fun. out there. And arranged awesome. uh, reservations at a local eatery, which uh, which was quite nice. Right up until the time, I'd never heard it termed this way. They came up and said that they had, what was the word they used, Chris? They had reassigned our table. In other words, you paid your bill, yeah. I got the hell out. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty, that was kind of rotten. I mean, I like What? But we we had we spent a lot of money there. Everybody, yeah. you know, paid for their own meal, but the bill was big. And so we finally had got all the cash together, and we're like, well, we're just going to start a new tab and keep going because the nights, you know, I don't know, it was like ten thirty. Yeah, we we're going to have some drinks and all <laughs> and that. We had to check the guy, and the guy's like, all right, thanks, guys. All right, this is awesome. All right, see ya. All right, good, good stuff. And I said, no, 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 let's open a new tab. And he said, actually, we have already re, you know, there are people waiting to use this table, so. So we ended up going on a on a a uh, like a four bar uh, one and a half block crawl to see if we could find some place else that would take us. It's pretty sad when they come in and say that your seats or your table's been reassigned. Yeah, that's awful. And then we went from bar to bar trying to find a place that at, at that point our group was about what would you say, Chris? Eight, eight or nine people. And we were yeah, trying to find I, a bar kind of, that we could all get into and all get drinks, and there was no there was no place that could fit eight uh, anywhere. And at one point, we're standing back by the by the ladies' room, and and that wasn't working out so great. And the next one we walked into, there was no room whatsoever. And and finally, what we did, we circled back and went back to the place uh, John Harvard's that we had originally went into. And they weren't going to seat us at that point, even though there was empty tables. They, Even though we had come back, they still weren't going to seat us. And then one of the guys took pity on us and took us to a, a four-top stand-up table. Yeah. Please. Yeah. No. You guys should have just gone home. Night was over. <laughs> no. 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 Well, I'm glad you guys had a good time. That's awesome. It was, it was Vericon was great. Yeah, I'd do that again in a heartbeat. That was a lot of fun. Me, me too. It was a lot of fun. And uh, as long as we're talking conventions, this weekend, uh, Scott and I are going to be appearing in uh, in what hopes to be a really good convention as well, uh, New York oh, Comic Con. Yeah. yeah. So here's the itinerary for me, okay? I, I fly in Thursday night, get off the plane, get my bags, walk outside, get mugged. Then I, <laughs> <You> got... 
um, then I start chasing a guy down the street. Uh, then I'm mugged again by chuds. <laughs> and then um, I end up getting a uh, uh, pimp stick slapped by a pimp. And then um, and you get and you end up getting mimicked by one of those mimic cops. Yep. There was yep. another town. There's okay. a whole escapade in the sewer system. There's a lot <laughs> of things going on in the sewers. <laughs> Lots going on in the sewers of New York. Are there Ninja Turtles to defend? And you? then uh, apparently also meteors or giant uh, monsters will be knocking over the Chrysler Building for sure. <laughs> oh, somewhere in between the pimp slapping the and the Chrysler, Chrysler Building. building? Somewhere in between the primp slapping and the Chrysler building, stop and get some of those roasted nuts. Those are really good out on the street. <laughs> oh, cool. If yeah. you got time. Yeah, none of the good things going to happen. So I'm not going to run into Tina Fey. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I'm, I'm very excited. This looks like it's going to be an incredible con. There's so much happening. Have you seen the panel lineup for this thing? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's... nutty. It's almost like... Um, um, it's almost like one of those uh, – it's almost a seminar program. They're really putting a lot of thought and effort into this. Uh, it, into the panels, yeah. It's yeah. obviously not some kind of haphazard panel uh, sign-up thing. Oh, I wouldn't – I yeah, I can imagine. New York Comic Con, we went the, I only went that first year, and it was huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never been, but have you seen the lineup for the for the – for the panels, Chris? No. It's crazy nutty. I mean, it's like, honestly, I think that it, New York probably would have been smart to, I think they could have charged for the panel lineup they have. And I, and because uh, a lot of it isn't just like, oh, hey, you know, Bendis talks Avengers or Marvel talks about their new lineup. It's like people giving instruction. Right. They're, they're almost handling it more like a... Uh... Like a, a learning thing. Yeah, yeah, like a seminar. Here. I think I just said that word like two minutes ago, Brad, oh, did you? <laughs> to catch up. It was such a good word, I couldn't <laughs> leave it alone. <laughs> Where is it? Where is it? Okay, so here's... Um, how does, Listen, listen to this. How to safeguard your comics intellectual property. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. The business of web comics. Well, that's me, yeah. too. Uh, that, we're making that crap up. Don't that's um, <laughs> don't go to that one. Comics and new media uh, challenges that uh, publishers face. Uh, making comics with Penny Arcade. They said it's going to be a kid-safe panel. It's like they're teaching comics to kids. Cool. And then there is um, how to write and draw newspaper-style comics with pacing, design, even syndication um, from working with uh, comic strip creators. And and Brad, you're on that panel. Yep. And uh, and I believe our friend Danielle Crescetto's on that as well. Yep. And, and and Chris Eliopoulos. Yep. Yep. Wow, I want to meet him. Chris is a uh, great Chris guy. Chris is great. I think I met him first at uh, either was he at Seattle, Scott? I know. I've I don't seen... you know what. I don't think I've ever met Chris in person. I've only I talked know... to him on the phone. Okay, I know I've met him at uh, New York last year. There but you go. Chris Pro- is probably an there. awesome guy, and he does a, a, a fantastic uh, webcomic called Misery Loves Sherman. He he letters a lot for Marvel, too, right? But like the uh, Secret Invasion series, uh, I believe. <laughs> uh, dude, <laughs> Some pretty high-level stuff. Had to, I always had to thank Chris because he put my name in an issue of Iron Man as a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Oh, did he really? Oh, are you serious? 
Yeah. That's awesome. It was awesome. Wow. Well, New York Comic Con is going to be the, the bomb. Yeah. It's Brad, where, where are you sitting? I am in I, uh, <laughs> I I should be prepared for that. Hold on. I do I have it written down? I should have the booth number like at the top of my uh Way to be prepared. I'll be at the Penny Arcade wow. booth. 1662. Yeah. So I'll be I'll be in the small press area. I got a I got I'll, a good deal um, on a I'll, table out there. I'll be at booth number Penny Arcade. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you'll you'll be hard to find, I'm sure. Yeah. No one will know where I am. I'll be right next. I'll, I'll be between um, one of the midgets from Star Wars and uh, the black guy from Sliders. <laughs> no, I'll be uh, I'll be at the Penny Arcade booth. So, I'm very excited. I'm very excited. But um, so that's next week. Yeah. Yeah, it's here already. I, I, I know. I, my only complaint about New York is that it was so nice last year when they held it in April. It was a beautiful weekend. It was warm. It was gorgeous. And this year it's going to be in in February. And I'm just I'm I'm just hoping for not so cold. Should I pack gloves and a scarf? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, I I thought I was going to get frostbite in Boston. Oh really? Was that cool? well? You know I mean, I brought stuff, but I I don't really even New York last time I went there. I I think maybe just because I was over prepared, so I never really got to feel the cold. But this time, I felt like my ears were gonna fall off. When I after coming back from Boston, it made Philly feel warm in comparison. Huh. Boston Boston was extra extra cold. Well, all right, I will prepare accordingly. I'll have uh, I'll I'll get a Harry Potter scarf. And um, some gloves and, I guess, a hat. Yeah, and some long underwear wouldn't hurt either. I have long underwear. Are you serious, long underwear? <laughs> you should wear it. Yeah, no, I, I... No, I'm serious, though. In Boston, I had my coat and everything, and my my top half was taken care of, and then on the bottom, all I had was jeans. Yeah. And, and my legs are freezing. I wish I had had some long underwear. Wish Seriously? Underwear. Even jeans? Wearing jeans are going to freeze in the jeans? Yeah, well, mine were mine huh? were kind of snug, I suppose. Balls. What What about once you're inside the convention center? Then you're fine. Oh, right? you'll be fine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Then you'll oh. then you'll have to take all that off. Right. You'll probably be cooking. Look, look, I I don't. I'm not there to see New York. I will see New York in the sense that I will see the airport, a cab, my hotel, a cab, and the Javits Center. Yeah, there won't be a whole lot of time for sightseeing. It's not like you're going to take a trip out to see the Statue of Liberty or something. Uh, no, not the way that I keep getting emails from everyone that's going to be at the con that wants me to hang out with them. <laughs> I ain't going to do nothing. <laughs> but uh, so what else? Let's guys, there's other exciting stuff happening. Let's let's uh, let's fit it all in. Well, first and foremost, Asset Bar. You and Chris oh, have announced. Yes. You Asset have just Bar. announced recently. And this is going to have some pretty interesting ramifications because of the traditional. So? Well, I in in that I'm going to be really interested uh, in seeing the next couple of weeks uh, play out. Not that I think that you're going to have any trouble. I think this is going to be very successful, but it's going to add an interesting uh, facet to what a lot of people keep calling the half pixel business model. Uh, you know, it, 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 what's more 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 appropriately called the gift economy. 
In other words, we've always really strongly advocated a free site and, and making money on the merchandise. And this is the first time any of us have made the foray into anything that's been subscription-based. Am I right about that? Uh, well, I had the animated series that was subscription-based. True. Um, to be honest, Brad, and here's what's interesting about Asset Bar, is that that— Tell him, Scott. Tell him. I will, Chris. <laughs> that animated series is mm-hmm. actually more subscription-based than Asset Bar. Asset Bar is not really subscription-based. Well, um, th- this is a good place to really explain how Asset Bar works, because I, I, had, I had a real hard time getting my head around it, because sure. you keep talking about the Asset Bar store— and for the longest time, I thought that it was an actual like storefront where I could go and buy a PVP book. No. So, so I, we got to come up with a different word for the asset <laughs> bar store because I it really confused me. It is confusing. It's and that's because there's two products being sold here. Okay, there's the stuff that we're trying to sell, which is our individually branded extra content, uh, whether that be wallpapers or extra scripts or podcasts or whatever it is that's extra work from us that we're giving our fans that, that they're paying to see. That's the one product. Mm-hmm. And then the second product being sold is Asset Bar itself because this is a, um, a system that's free for people to sign up and use uh, to sell their own uh, branded uh, content. But the Asset Bar itself is a product being sold by um, uh, the people that invented it and, and designed the code behind it. And they have their own terminology for it. Uh, I think Asset Bar calls their, their uh, product fan flows. Um, and and also they use terms like uh, feeds and and uh, and the store and so they have their product set up and then we have our product within it. But so the way Asset Bar works is this: is you sign up for Asset Bar, it's free to sign up, mm-hmm. and then you have an account with them, and they can take money from you for, uh, for either with your credit card or with PayPal. So you can pay into. It. I think the minimum is what five bucks, Chris. Um, I think so, yeah. Okay. So minimum you have to put in $5, but you can you can take it out again anytime you want. So you pay into it. Let's say you say, I'm going to put 10 bucks in my asset bar account. So now you have 10 bucks to spend. And you can spend that um, with within asset bar uh, with anybody that has things to sell. So, for example, you could put 10 bucks into your asset bar account, and you could spend a, a buck ninety nine to see my stuff for the month. You could spend a buck ninety nine to see Chris's stuff for the month. You could spend two ninety nine to see whatever uh, Akewood's got going over at his uh, feed, and so um, and then you can choose to to subscribe to them if you want to, so that it it pings you automatically, or you can just buy it once. Um, so really, you only spend as much money as you want to put into it. It's mm-hmm. not one of those things where you sign up for it and it charges you every every month for it. Right. Yeah, which you'll, which you could forget, and then suddenly five months later you're like, oh, I've been losing money every month. Yeah, and you and you and you forgot about it. You you really can't spend more than you put into it. So, uh, one of the things that's interesting uh, is that um, it might be one of those things where the number of subscribers you have fluctuates from month to month. Mm-hmm. Um, because it might be one of those things where people people only want to uh, try it out one month, and then the next month you get someone who's never tried it before, but the person who has is he's not going to buy it that month. So, um, but it's the way that I was. Dave's already always preached to me, and I've never really taken an opportunity to capitalize on is Dave always talks about having the the 
the very small priced item in the store, the mm-hmm. $2, $3 item, um, like a button or a sticker pack or something like that. Right. Yeah. And I've just never really come, I don't know, across any item physical that I really have been that excited about selling in the store for that price point. So it was kind of exciting to learn about Asset Bar because here is that small price point uh, for my store or for my website um, for people that just want to spend one or two bucks and they don't want to necessarily buy a book or, or don't necessarily want to uh, uh, buy a T-shirt. And, and I get this all the time where I'll get emails from people that say, hey, I've read the strip for a lot of years. I want to send you some money. How do I send you money? And I say, just buy a book. And they're like, eh, I don't really want a book. I just want to send you money. And I'm <laughs> like, well, no, don't worry about it. That's not how it works. You don't have to send me money. So um, I, mean, I wouldn't feel right just taking money from you anyway. So here's an opportunity for those people um, to maybe get some extra content. And, uh, and, and they just want to spend a couple bucks. They can. Right. Yeah. Well, I think that that's really a good way to think about it because I think that I think that that's gonna the who's coming in and who's going out is gonna fluctuate too. So it really is like a it is more like a buying a sticker or a button than it is a a, a subscription type monthly thing. Yeah. So, but I'm excited. I'm fired up to keep putting stuff in there. Well, what kind of what kind of content are you guys putting behind uh, putting on the asset bar? Go ahead, Chris. You do yours first. Um, I've been putting up a lot of stuff, like um, uh, especially lately, because I just did this big reboot. I've got like alternate endings of storylines, and I'm going to be putting a lot of like technical manual content in there, and 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 art about that stuff. And when I write strips ahead of time, I'm I'm posting those in there. So it's a lot of. Um, it's almost like a behind-the-scenes thing, or like so an expanded universe type of thing. You're posting your buffer. I will be when I have a buffer. But <laughs> at, at the moment, well, at the moment, I've I've only written ahead, mm-hmm. and, I'm, and I'm sharing that with them. That's a pretty interesting idea, uh, putting the buffer up, so they can read when ahead. They, if yeah. They want. Well, one of the things you don't want to do, especially, especially we try to think on, of it on a monthly basis, is. Uh, you always want to have something in there, at least uh, you know, in, 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 during any given any given week that's worth somebody spending uh, two bucks for. So, uh, some of the stuff's really easy, like wallpapers and and things like that. But, um, you know, there's a lot of work that we do that nobody ever sees, and you know, it's one of those things where I guess we just never think about it that anyone would care about. I mean. We sit down with our notebooks and we jot down story ideas or maybe we open up a Word document and we start kind of outlining things in our heads um, and writing it down and never occurs to us that anyone would care to see that. But, you know, now what we can do is if you just take an extra moment, um, like, for example, I wrote out um, the next two weeks of PvP stories. Now, it's not the actual strips written out. It's just kind of me typing up an outline like, okay, Brent and Francis do this, and then I want them to do this, and then something happens here, and then um, eventually I have to come up with something that goes there, and then it ends this way. And um, make that a strip, this will be a strip, that that'll be good for about three strips. And I posted it, and it got a really huge reaction. People really enjoyed seeing it because it never occurred to them that that was my process. So something seems very kind of boring and innocuous and and kind of dull to me is really fascinating for you know people that care about the strips. So 
Mm-hmm. And that's that's no extra work. That work was being done anyway. Right. All you're doing yeah. is sharing it. Exactly. Oh, that was the other thing. You, you've been doing doing it too, Scott, haven't you? I've been sharing my. I still want to do a a weekly you stream for everybody, but then I'm trying to do a nightly one uh, where I draw my strip for everybody who is uh, in the Astakar. Yeah, I was talking to Ku about that. You know, Ku is trying to encourage me to kind of cut down on how often I do the Ustream. And I think that Lar, over at uh, Least I Can Do, has been really smart about it. And I, and I think a lot smarter than, than I have. I've, my Ustream has kind of been, especially lately, um, if the strip is late, I'll stream live that I'm drawing it and put it mm-hmm. on the main site. So it's kind of like, hey, the strip is late, but at least you can watch me drawing it. So it's kind of like you're seeing the strip, you know. And uh, I've gotten a great reaction to it, but when I actually let people know ahead of time that we're doing a, um, a stream and, and you let them know it's happening at a certain time later in the week and you make it a special event, a lot of people turn out. Yeah. And, I, and I think it's, you know, Lard usually does them every Friday. He's done it for three weeks now, and uh, he does it about every Friday night right around the same time. He lets people know ahead of time. And uh, I think he lets people know on Wednesday and then again Friday that morning. And, like, I checked it out tonight. There was almost 700 people watching his stream. Wow. Yeah. And the really interesting thing about that is that by not doing it every single day, by making it an event and having a real notable turnout, I think there's a way to monetize that. Like, I don't think it would be difficult for Lar and Ryan to get a sponsor for that on Friday nights. That's true. That's a sizable audience. Yeah. I mean, certainly it's not going to be uh, – they're not going to be buying Porsches with it, but you know it all adds up. And um, like I said, you're doing the work anyway. He's drawing strips; he'd be drawing those strips regardless. Yeah, and I think that that was the 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 uh, impetus behind this too was that the idea that maybe you're not going to make a lot of money with this type of a thing since the price point is so low, and there may not be that many people who are who want to buy into it. But you're already doing this work. You may as well make, you know, 50 bucks off of it or whatever you end up getting. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you something, and I'm going to be real honest with you. It was, it's, been exper- it's, it's an experiment. Um, I was talking with Israel, uh, who's one of the guys that works on it, and, um, you know, I was telling him that I was doing – I wanted to do it more out of curiosity than out of thinking that it might be a viable revenue stream just to see what comes of it. And, um, you know, I'm really – bad and guilty of going to places on the net that talk about my strip where I know um, negativity breeds. Uh And it's, Mm -hmm. it's one of those things, Brad, you know, you've talked to me about it a million times and you've, uh, you've lectured me and you've begged (laughs) me to stop going, but it's, it's a compulsion to go and see, you know, did I please them? Am I, what am I saying about them? And, and uh, it's nothing but detrimental. It 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 is, it is soul killing. Right. I mean, it is it is. Uh, there's nothing positive about it. And it's not like reading an objective review of your work online no. um, and having it sting a bit. It's, these are people that are making a hobby out of trying to get under your skin. Uh, of cruelty. Yeah. I, it, it, and it's creativity killing. I I mean, we we've, we've trod this ground. Yeah. What I've discovered with the asset bar is right now I think I've got about 50 people that are subscribed this month, and it's certainly not an ass-kissing 
uh, group. Um, it's 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 not all um, people kissing my ass, uh, but it's a really nice environment. Like if I do feel the compulsion to see what people are thinking, I go read the I go read the comments in the in the uh, in the asset bar uh, feed. And uh, look, no one's in there kissing my ass just to be kissing my ass. If anything, they paid for it. They feel more entitled than anybody else. Mm. But no one's looking to be cruel. No one is looking to make a hobby out of trying to shame me or something. I mean, it's it's a, it's been a really pleasant experience. You know, it's it's it's. I see it. I see the roots of a community that I could be involved in, and since it's self-moderating. Um, you don't have to worry about it getting out of control if it does grow big. So that's, I don't know, it's been a nice refuge. Um, I'm posting the strips in there too. I mean, you can read the strip for free, but you can comment on the strips in the in the asset bar feed. Yeah. And uh, since I in the asset bar, I don't have any constraints of making sure that um, people can read it, you know, without it knocking an ad down or affecting my real estate. Um, I post them twice as big mm. in the inside the asset bar mm. uh, site. So if you subscribe um, the strips for that month, you subscribe, you can see them at twice the size. And um, yeah, you know, it's nice to have comments on your strip um, and not have to worry about uh, going in there. It, it, it's it's nice. It's nice to be able to go in and say, hey, let's see what the comments for the strips were. Some are good, some are bad, but. It's not just a, an invitation to, to, to cruelty. So if it generates nothing else but that for me, it's been a success. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, and, it, and it, I mean, it, it sounds like it's got a lot of, lot of positives and, and very little negatives. Yeah, I mean, I don't think, I don't think right now any of us are going to be uh, making car payments with it, but we're doing the work anyway. Well, and... it depends on the car, though. Well, that's true. Maybe a Yugo. Yeah. Do you do you see yourself maybe uh, finding a project that you think? It, it, I mean, right now you're talking about putting in stuff that you're not doing extra work necessarily to produce. Do you see yourself at some point saying, "I've I've got an idea for a project, and it would be perfect for my asset bar crowd"? I don't want. It's a balancing act. Okay, I don't want anyone who reads pvp to feel they're being penalized by not forking up two dollars so you're never going to get an extra there's i'm never going to shove extra pvp in there uh, i'm not going to put an extra strip uh in there that uh, you know um, yeah that's that's the same thing i've run into is that there's only been two people who have kind of been upset that i was doing this and both of them were, they had taken the standpoint that, hey, now you're going to start putting extra strips and extra stories and, and, you know, all that stuff. And I wanted to be clear that it was actually what you are, what you're getting in there is premium content is additional content. I didn't want to steal content from the website yeah. and put it and behind there. There's an important tool that is about to go live on my site that will, will help alleviate, uh, I think, people's concerns with that. But, but Brad, to answer your question, um, Chris and I were brainstorming ideas on what we could, could put in there. And one of the things that I'd really like to do is um, – you know, I'm kind of envious of Chris's strip uh, chainsaw suit and um, and uh, Casey. Is it Casey Green? 
Yeah. The gun show, his strip, the gun show, which is kind of these random uh, fun comics that are that that have these deceptive, deceptingly simple art. Well, in Chris's case, it's very simple. It's very uh, rudimentary with the chainsaw suit. It's awful. It's horrible. Um, <laughs> I've seen him crap it out. Uh, oh but yeah. I, I thought I'm it would not be. <laughs> I thought it would be funny within the feed to have um, comic strips that were drawn by Skull, and uh, and put those in there. Oh, um, that's a neat idea. Yeah. So they're 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 obviously kind of like, um, essentially, they're Mary Sue comic strips by Skull the Troll. Uh, oh my God, you had an awesome idea. Oh, uh, best friends, private eye. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I came up. I came up with names for him. By the way, yeah. Um, Skull's gonna have this comic strip uh, brand. I'm gonna put in the in the in the in the in the fan club, and it's uh, it's so sad because it's clearly it's clearly his Mary Sue fiction of about how Brent and him are best friends and they solve crimes. Oh my God, that's the name too of it is, funny. It's best friends, private eye, <laughs> and then they have a houseboat. And uh, 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 <laughs> the house—the name of the houseboat is the TNT. And um, Brent's character's name is uh, what was it? Son of a bee. It was. Oh, it was uh, Bronco Bronco Sierra. Oh. And and uh, <laughs> I'm Bronco Sierra, and this is my partner, B. A. Scorpio. And we're B. A. Scorpio. <laughs> B A Scorpio, that's Skull's name. <laughs> and it always I think it always ends with the with the the police chief going, God damn it, uh, Bronco. You guys solve the best crimes because you're best friends. <laughs> 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 and it always comes back to how it's their friendship. Oh that's man. awesome. And how is yeah. it being how is it being drawn? I mean, are you doing your... Is, are you like doing... a fifth grader drew it. I wanna, I'm just going to crap it out. Like, scru- like Skull drew it with a crayon holding the whole thing in his fist. <laughs> That's oh, man, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm like excited that. about it. That sounds you, good. You, you might have just earned my $2. <laughs> well, so anyway, um, one of the things that's kind of cool about Asset Bar is... Um, and and this stuff is, I mean, I know it doesn't say it's in beta, but tech, it's really in beta. Don't you get that feeling, Chris? Yeah. Um, yeah. They got a couple things in there. One of them is a little widget that you can put on your website that gives little thumbnails of what you just posted. So um, um, I'm redesigning the site. At, we're thinking it's going to go live Monday, so fingers crossed. But um, at the at the footer of my new site, um, we've included that widget. So in any given time, you can see what I just posted into there, So, so but you can't really see it or enjoy oh, it. Because oh, oh. You, can, you can see kind of a sneak peek of what you're missing if you're not an Asset Bar subscriber. Exactly, and, and Brad, you can go look at this, and for the people listening, if you go to Akewood right now, akewood.com, mm-hmm. and you scroll down to his footer, you can see this oh, that's in, right. in his on his site. So you can see that... Um, uh, the first thing listed is page two of, of zine number seven. Man, why you even got to do? And then it, you know, it, it, it flakes out. Because the <laughs> that's all I needed. <laughs> Forget two dollars. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, and then like here, strip preview Lyle's future. 
um, will we'll run next week, and you can see a thumbnail. So you can, you know, you'd be able to see. Oh wow, Scott posted a wallpaper, and apparently some comic strip that Skull's writing, and um, it looks like he's posted a PDF of a of a flyer you can print out and put on your wall. That's pretty cool. You know what? Maybe I do want to spend that buck ninety nine. Maybe it's worth it this month. Or you can look at it and go, what's he got this month? Bunch of shit. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> what's Chris Scott? What's see- Chris Scott? Extra chainsaw suit. <laughs> Nudity. <laughs> Nudity and chainsaw and, suit. And I think that if you uh, – the great thing about Asset Bar is the guys making it are willing to work with you. I know that one of the cool things about Akewood is that his comment system is actually built into his site. So anyone can read the comments on his site, but you can only make new comments if you subscribe to his Asset Bar. That's interesting. Hmm. So kind of cool. That's I think it's one of those things right now that is very new, and um, depending on how much interest they get and how willing they are to work with people, um, I think I think this asset bar could be a a good tool for webcomic people, if not to make a whole ton of money, to definitely um, definitely help. improve your community and maybe uh, uh, kind of give you yeah. dump all your extra stuff. I mean, this is great for Chris because Chris, Chris has got so many extra ideas that he's got no place to put mm-hmm. necessarily. Yeah, yeah. And that's what, I mean, it's kind of hard because like I didn't want to be like, hey, I'm only putting extra stuff if I get paid. But that, that's part of it is that I, I, I'm doing new stuff for this, but I used to give so much away. And there actually was not the greatest benefit to that. Well, no, I don't think yeah. it's I don't think it's shameful to offer extra content for a subscription. You know, I I, yeah. I, I don't see anything wrong with what with that. I, I I think you're you're you still have your core product and that star slip. And if you uh, if if you put extra stuff behind a subscription, I think that's perfectly fair game. Right. Well, look, the way I look at it is I've never really. I've never really felt a, a draw, a, a, a big push to put things, uh, physical things, in my store that you can buy for a couple bucks, like a button or a sticker. I, every time I've ever bought one of those, I get it and I go, "Ah, oh, my sticker got here," and then I put it on the edge of the desk and I fucking lose it, and never see it again. So <laughs> it, it's a very temporary thing. But, but uh, so yeah, this is just my virtual version of that uh you know it's spend two bucks you get your sticker you think that's pretty cool and then you put it on the edge of your desk and you're not gonna forget about it <laughs> and you're like where the where did that sticker go well all right well sure or, got two bucks out of me right or or worse you know you just go oh i got it and then you believe it and then you don't even remember you buy it so it's yeah crazy. yeah and uh, uh-huh. you know everything in here is right clickable. So uh, if you want to pay for it for one month and you don't want to pay for it the next month, it's not like you lose access to it. Right click it and save the damn thing. Yeah. Uh, you know most of the stuff that we've put up is um, files that you can right click and save anyway. The wallpapers, the PDFs. Right. Um, I saw that uh, Meredith signed up for it. Did you see that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I subscribe to her store. Oh, that's the other thing, uh, Brad, is that so the way that it works is, you know, I have my fan feed that you can subscribe to. Chris has his. And uh, everyone that signs up for it has a little uh, store 
you know, mm-hmm. uh, on the asset bar site, and you can choose to sell other people's stuff. So, for yeah. example, let's say um, off of my website, I say, hey, check out the PvP fan club. It's extra content. It's two bucks. You know, get some wallpapers, see some sneak peeks, see some behind the scenes stuff. People go and check it out, and they say, oh, how much is this? A dollar ninety nine? Oh, what's this? Chris also has one, and so does uh, Octopus Pie, because I'm also selling their feeds at my store. Oh, and then do you get a cut for that? I do. You get nice. 15%. Nice. Uh, you get 15% of the cut. So, but, but the great thing about that is, you know, like, if someone goes to Chris's site and goes to sign up for the Star Slip thing and says, oh, Scott's got one of these too? I mean, that's a sale I never would have made. Right. That's true. In fact, if I go look at my statistics right now, I can tell you. <laughs> I can tell you that I have made zero dollars. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have had forty-five direct sales, mm. and I have had four fan sales. Oh, but you don't know exactly where those fan sales came from. I don't. But I would assume it's Chris. Got to yeah. figure. At this point, but it, yeah. But it could come from it could come from anybody. Could it come from Meredith? Could it come from anybody? It could have come from one of my fans. Could have come from a reader, exactly. Yes. It could have come from somebody else. Because he can put that widget on his website. Yes, and then and the other thing is that just in the same way, these guys can also start their own store and set their price. Exactly. Wow. So it's pretty. This sounds like a real neat thing. I'm going to be interested in, in seeing how this progresses over the next. It's couple It's cool. Of months. I've gotten a couple emails and and IM messages from cartoonists since I put it up, saying I want to keep an eye on this and see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very I'm very tempted to jump in. Well, it's free. Doesn't cost you anything. Yeah. I, I think the hardest part is that um, I think the biggest investment for creators is, you know. Now I got to put something in it. Right. But I'll be really honest with you. I think a lot of fans don't really want more than just for you to share yourself with them. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, even if you just make a post, I think Chris Chris even posted an alternate punchline today that he he came up that was he was really proud with, and it got a lot of comments. Yeah, I just I think that my biggest. I mean, I'm you remember when Half Pixel was just my stuff. Yeah, uh, my, my my original intent with that was just to put up anything you know that didn't wasn't going to make a new web comic series out of it. But I wanted it to have some place to show it to everybody. Yeah. But but then I got stuck in this trap where I'm like, uh oh, half pixel it hasn't updated in in three days. Uh oh. Well, that was and so I had to generate something for it, but that was the wrong idea. Yeah. This is good because it lets me put out the extra stuff that I've already I'm already doing and nobody would get to see anyway. Yeah, yeah. it sounds good. Chris so. Chris, I'm looking at uh your post views and comments and versus mine, you are kicking my ass. <laughs> oh, oh you I don't want to make this competitive, but it just got competitive, brother. <laughs> I don't want to make this competitive, but I will slaughter you. Let's see how Meredith <laughs> is doing. Oh my god. I'm not going to say anything, but Meredith is Meredith is posting um, the sketches of her strips before she inks them, and then I love her sketches. See, yeah. that is awesome, and that's stuff she's doing anyways. She's ruining this shit by inking it. <laughs> she's too good. We gotta stop her. Oh, cool. She's um. I guess she's gonna make a. 
a magnet set, and I get to see what it looks like before everybody else does. I don't know. I think somebody better sign up for Meredith's fan feed. <laughs> I think somebody else is going to make a magnet and then we're just going to make Meredith. <laughs> right click and nothing. beat her to it. Nothing. That's, for the next two days, all I'm going to do is copy Meredith's fan feed. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just taking her content, too. You're not even yeah. drawing your own oh, stuff. Uh, 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 yeah, like it's a picture. <laughs> Here's a strip I'm working on. It's called the Mollusk. And I think you're gonna like it. And, uh, <laughs> I take I take the picture of of her characters and I and I force uh, squash them and stretch them so they're fat and then paint them blue and say, Hey, look, good skull. <laughs> Skull's <laughs> troll friends are doing something. You're gonna like it. I think I think you're gonna like it. <laughs> it's got um, a real uh, New York bent to it. You're gonna get a kick. Yeah, for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. It just this struck me. You know, it's one of those things where the thing about Asset Bar that kind of excited me is not even necessarily what Asset Bar will become, but I, what I really hope it inspires is for more people like Israel and and programmers and, and um, kind of the uh, under-the-hood kind of people looking at webcomics. And, like, I mean, think about things like Twitter and all this tech stuff, all this Web 2.0 stuff. Imagine if those people looked at webcomics and said, God, let's make something for these guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, just think there's, I just think there's all kinds of opportunities um, for this kind of stuff. Um, I mean, I don't no, know. No, I think it's a new arena, and it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Yeah, exactly. Right? I, in, instead of people putting together – I mean, so far the things that I've seen – where you get programmers and Web 2.0 people programming stuff for comics, it's all very disappointing. It's all like, build your own comics. Click. It's like a uh, online color forms and and yeah. and, uh, and click wheel like, or you know, uh, uh, things that are kind of like, hey, monetize your comic, and you can read between the lines, and all you're really doing is monetizing them. And or or, or um, it's like MySpace for comics. It's a place for comics <sighs> people to have MySpace and. Yeah, which doesn't necessarily do anything. There's an opportunity here. There's a big opportunity, I think, uh, for for someone to to provide tools um, for web comics people to to have revenue streams. Unfortunately, I cannot capitalize on that because I cannot program. Mm-hmm. Too bad, Chris can't. Well, I can't, but I don't have any time. I have yeah. this conversation with my mom relatively often and it happened with asset bar too she said well what does that afford you you put up this extra stuff and then you and then you charge uh people for it and then does asset bar take a cut and i said yeah they take a they take a little cut and she says well but you could program that and then you could keep all the money and i say well yeah but when am i going to do that Right. I'm going to take the next month and develop this infrastructure so that I can do that. And during that month, I don't do anything but that. That's why I'm giving them the percentage. If I'm ever afforded an opportunity to meet your mother, I'm just going to hug her and say, (laughs) it's it's going to be okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that'll go real well. (laughs) With my father. I'm sure it will. That'll reassure her to no end. Oh, Chris, I have news. I have oh news boy. for all the Webcomics Weekly readership. Oh, boy. And Dave is missing it. 
Oh, that's too bad. I have proof, at least audible confirmation, that Brad's wife is not imaginary. <laughs> what? Yes. No, I still yes. don't believe it. Called Brad today to ask him, what time are we podcasting tonight? And Brad goes, we're podcasting at 9.30 my time, so that's 11.30 your time. <laughs> and I'm in my head, I'm going, wait a minute, if I'm, and then all of a sudden I hear in the background, what is the universal time? <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. But, I, you know, you, it's if you're married, you know the wife tone. And it oh, was like, yeah. wah, 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 wah. <laughs> your wah, 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 stupid man, wah, wah. <laughs> stupid man. And I was like, that's your wife? And he's like, yes, it is. Welcome to my world. And then, and then you heard the, welcome to your world. What about my world? Yeah, and then, and then a little uh, prehistoric bird flew out of the remote control. It's a living. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then he's completely flustered, right? Like Brad's that husband humming, 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 Well, like a world colliding sort of Yeah, because I'm like, when am I going to get to meet your wife? And then he's like, yeah, when is he, when's Scott going to meet you? And she's like, well, I guess he'll meet me when he comes to Philly in March and we have dinner. And I'm like, yeah, I guess so. And Brad's like, yeah, when you come, when you, I guess, right, right, honey. Right, right, a bow tie spinning around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Brad. <laughs> it really was. It was. It was worlds colliding. <laughs> you poor bastard. <laughs> Quick, Erica, say something as funny as Brad's wife. No, but no, the best part. The best part, uh, Chris. The best part of the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> to top off his flusteredness is when I go, well, shit, man, I guess Caroline is real. And he goes, oh, she, all right. He was like a car on a cold day trying to start up, getting that, getting that answer out. He just went, oh, she, oh, Brad. That's not necessary. It's like speed buggy. It's all good. Speed buggy. <laughs> oh. So yeah, your wife. His wife. At least I've heard. Yes, she is. Re- audibly, she is real. His wife and or the actress he hired to <laughs> make well, that exchange. At first, Scott accused me of doing a voice, and I said, "You've heard me on the podcast. I can only do two voices: me and Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> I, I don't exactly do a whole lot of impersonations." Yeah, unless you have this whole thing planned so that we think, oh, no, Brad couldn't do that. He can only do two voices. Yeah. How I'm, far of it is a stretch so that you could do three? I'm, I'm Kaiser Sose. Oh, God. You can do three, Brad. I she had a lovely it. voice. I don't think that was Brad. <laughs> I, I ain't convinced. So, uh, let's see. Harvard was awesome. Yeah. New yeah. York's going to be awesome. Yes. Sure, yeah. Asset bar, on the fence. No. Uh, as far as awesome. So what's left? Fables book and out. Oh yeah, the Fables. Yeah. They, I, this, is I a, this is a very promotional. Uh, That's right. Podcast. Good. We'll call it promo. <laughs> pro, pro, promo cast. Uh, yeah, I, I announced the uh, the pre-orders for the Fables book on the. Uh, strangely enough, I did that on the Evil Incorporated site. 
Uh, it's fifteen dollars, thirty dollars for an artist edition, and uh, and pre-orders are strong. And this is uh, this is going to be oh, a, good. a complete collection of the Fables book. Uh, it, it, oh, good! Since I've ended Fables uh, at the newspaper, there won't be any new ones being made. So you'll be uh, this book will have the very first one and the very last one, and all of them in between. So this is the complete Fables. The complete Fables. If fans. you, uh, how much are your artist editions? Uh, thirty bucks. They're thirty dollars, and if you pay a hundred dollars and send Brad a hundred dollars and the story of how you ordered the book, he will draw a cartoon about <laughs> a story about how you ordered the book. In That's the front right, of your own personalized fable. <laughs> but only if you're in Philly. You have to have ordered the book from Philly. That's right. Right. Well, I, 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 we should put a disclaimer on there because uh, every time you do something like that, I rem, I'm reminded of the guy that thought that we really were being flown by Southwest Airlines to do the podcast in the same room. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. That was a joke. We should have a bumper for that. That was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so go to go to evil dot com and uh, and you can uh, pre-order the Fables book. Are you saying I, people in Philly are stupid enough to believe that yeah. that, that wasn't a joke, Brad? Yeah. That's kind of yeah. I don't think that's, that's what exactly what I'm saying. That's that's why I'm not doing uh, fables anymore. Is uh, the level of stupidity is uh, there's some guy in Philly uh, uh, listening to this podcast now, and he's halfway written his story about how he ordered the book, and he gets to this point, he's like, "Well, son of a bitch." <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty good Philly accent too. <laughs> There's, I got cheesesteak coming out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one yeah. fable, actually, that will not be in the book, and that's the one that never ran. I don't think I've ever told this story. Uh, and, it, and it would have actually been the last fable. Uh, it, there, it, I, I, I won't mention any names, obviously, uh, so I won't get anybody in trouble. But the guy had written the story about how he and his wife met. And mm. it was going to, he wanted it to, and I held it to run as close as I could to their anniversary. And it was just about to run. And, and as a matter of fact, the Fables ran Monday, Mondays in the Daily News. This was Sunday night. And for some reason, there was one factoid that I, I needed to double check. So I dropped him an email. And he, uh, he had given me a certain email to use that his wife didn't check uh, because he wanted it to be a surprise in the paper. So oh, it was boy. like, oh, by the way, uh, what was the name of the the street that you uh, that you uh, had the apartment in? And the wife intercepted the email, and she writes Aww. back, "WTF? What's going on here?" And so uh, before I had a chance to email back, he there was two more emails after that with the guy saying, "My wife is over here threatening divorce." You cannot run that fables, or else she's threatening oh, no. to sue. Now, obviously, he had freely sent me the story, so I he wouldn't have, no one would have been able to sue. So I wasn't worried about that, but I didn't want to be the cause of this guy, you know, having to deal with a divorce lawyer. So I, and this was, oh God, nine ten o'clock at night. They had the page made up. For, for for it took it takes up an entire page. What, a, was, what was her issue? Was she just very felt a little creeped out by her story being public, or was the story embarrassing? Like, 
I've got a great fable. I was I was going to the dumpster, found a dumpster <laughs> baby. Um, no, you know what? I, I mean, there is there was very little that, any, I, without giving away the story and giving away details and getting myself in trouble, there was nothing that I that could be perceived as being indelicate or untoward or embarrassing. She just, she just felt weird having her story published. She didn't want this story. She didn't want the story. And, 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 and he said clearly, and these, these two had been married for like 10, 20 years. Clearly he says after 20 years of marriage, I still don't get it. Uh, but evidently she was over there saying, I've told you, I don't like when, when you tell that story and here it's it. Honest to goodness. It was a very sweet story about how two people found each other uh, in in an, in a uh, you know surprising circumstance, uh, but she did not like it, and she she was <laughs> mortified at the thought of it being in the paper. Now again, for for the for fables, I only used was first... she in the was she in the background going wah 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 He was like Brad, I bob dumb dumb. Oh, if you if you've ever seen a humming a humming in a, in an email, it was in this one. It was it, she it oh, was man. Unbel- and it was. It was nine ten o'clock at night. I had to go over to the editor, tell him I had to pull fables. They had to fill the page with something. I'd do my best to help fill it any way I could, but it was getting scrapped. And that was she... actually the last fable that would have ever run because after that the <laughs> Phillies were in the World Series and I was pulled off of it. She, uh, she they get in a huge fight. He, they call you. They pull the strip at the last minute. The the page was all made up. Now they got to fill it up. But you know what? Uh, no one's feelings got hurt. No one, no one can blame her for feeling odd about it. It is her story. It's her right. Yeah. Oh yeah. She opens the paper the next day, and instead of fables, it's like um, <laughs> area woman threatens to sue husband over a comic strip story appearing in the Daily News. And instead, and instead of this uh, amorphous drawing of her, it's got her actual photograph. It's her photo, and it's like where they live, yeah, yeah. and all of her details. <laughs> Locator map showing that, how to get to her front door. They were gonna. Uh, my my idea was that it says uh, uh, it, it it just says uh, note. Please uh, do not hold this page up to a mirror. And they just filled it with fables printed backwards because <laughs> <laughs> it's the same size. <laughs> Look, we're just gonna have do. to go with this. Turn it upside down and hope nobody figures it out. <laughs> no one will ever see through this one. <laughs> so anyway, uh, uh, it's so called Who Needs? What's it called? Who Needs Trees When You've Got Green Awnings and Other Stories of Life in Philadelphia. Awesome! I can't wait. Yeah, Eisner nominated. Yep, yep, the complete works. Soon to be twice Eisner nominated because we're gonna get that thing nominated again. Uh, your lips to uh, God's ears, my friend. Yeah, we'll get it to Harvey. We'll get it to Harvey for sure. <laughs> well, you Brad, know, I got, you can, I got a good you chance. Can, I know the guy that's me. emceeing. <laughs> you can oh, oh. you can buy that uh, <laughs> you can that Harvey Award. Ask Steve Jeppy with his gemstone publishing or that Scrooge McDuck in every category. It's like fucking <laughs> Scrooge McDuck in comic related periodical with Wizard Magazine in the Comics Journal and Scrooge McDuck. Because he teaches you about money. Yeah, like, <laughs> and the nominees for best colorist in a dramatic comic book. That's <laughs> like you know, Laura Allred, All Star Superman. Everyone claps. You know, Jim Townsend. Uh, you know, Umbrella Academy. 
Gemstone Publishing, Uncle Scrooge, <laughs> jumping a pile of money. <laughs> you just hear Yeah. Harvey Awards. Uh Harvey Awards. Little bit little bit gameable. Gee, do you think? It says at the bottom, it says, it says uh, uh, copyright 1952, Walt Disney Productions. And then 1952 is crossed out, and it says this year. <laughs> and it's the well, same it's so Xerox funny, they've I'm been gonna, using I'm, for the last five here's years. Here's my own little private examples, because I'm not going to name names. But uh, uh, one year, uh, a comics professional who will go unnamed called me up and said, uh, you, should, you should get PDP of Harvey Award. And I was like, "Yo, yeah, wouldn't that be great?" And he's like, "Well, yeah, you should, you should get, you should go ahead and get a Harvey Award for it. Then you can say you have a Harvey. You can say, you know, Harvey Award winning." And I'm like, "What? Can you just buy them?" He goes, "Well, no, you can't buy them, but it's it's open voting if you're a professional." And I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Well, it ain't the Eisners. It's not like there's hundreds and thousands of people voting like in the Eisners. I mean, there's." Only a couple people, hundred people voting. I mean, all you really need is to get about ten or fifteen friends of yours in the professional industry to vote for you, and you can win it. Mm. And I'm like, certainly, it's not that easy. And he's like, oh, I'm pretty sure it is. If you do the math, there's not that many people voting for the Harveys. And if you're in a category where, you know, <laughs> how do you think all these independent books win? Because you know, someone like Fanagraphics tells everybody that works at Fanagraphics, you know, everyone turn in your Harvey ballot, and then, you know, Meat Curtains, My Life on the Mean Streets of Miami gets wins a Harvey Award. You know? <laughs> and, uh, or at least gets nominated. And I'm like, come on. So the first time we're at the Harveys, I'm like, yeah, so anyway, this guy was telling me that all you really need is about five to ten people to vote for you, and you can get nominated. And everyone's like, man, and then every single nomination gemstone publishing scrooge mcduck <laughs> but it, it, uh, that brad you know how brad does that turn his head real slow put his hand on his chest and give you the look Chris? yeah <laughs> last year harvey awards every time that scrooge mcduck came up brad would give me that look like what in the hell ah it, it was nominated right. for every category, wasn't it? it? it every last category. That it, it, it really got to be ridiculous. I think webcomic was the only one it wasn't nominated for because it is a print production. And it, but it didn't win any of them. But it got nominated. But it was for it was nominated one. Scott, it was nominated for comic shop retailer of the year. <laughs> <laughs> that was the running joke of last year's Harvey. Was that Gemstone Publishing, Publishing, Scrooge McDuck. And it was the same damn picture, too. It wasn't even, like, different episodes or different issues. You would think that the person that was doing that PowerPoint presentation would have just started to have some fun and started, like, uh, taking pictures of it on its side or upside down or at an angle or at a coffee shop or something just because it was the same cover over and over and over again. (laughs) Just start putting it in, in, like, famous pictures. Like, like, like the Mona uh, Lisa, like the guy that's kissing the girl on on uh, on um, after V Day, after V Day, and it's, he's kissing the Scrooge McDuck, and it's like, it's like he, it's in the car with the Kennedy assassination, and uh... Scrooge McDuck is diving into the convertible. <laughs> 
my God. All right. All right, you guys. Oh, let's bring let's this on for this, is, this has been the. This is what happens when Dave's not here. <laughs> We've lost our son. Hey, it's fine. I got to talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did. Your your mom's gonna call. Your mom's gonna call you this week and say, uh, "No, you talked too much." <laughs> <laughs> now she goes. Now you went too far. <laughs> well, because remember how you were telling me that she was real proud of you for like you don't speak much on that podcast, but when you do, right? It's you say something really good. <laughs> and she says, "Chris, go back to talking as much as you did before." <laughs> yeah. This week she's gonna be like, "You talk too much." That's right. what happens when you open your mouth. That was plenty. <laughs> Slow clap. Let your loudmouth friend Scott do all the talking. <laughs> all right, guys. All well, right. So, uh, listen, before we all hang up, who's posting this thing? You are. Okay, so I'm just posting it as is. We're not splitting it up. Yeah, just and, throw it up and there. Post those other two as well. No, you're gonna have to post the Gary one. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll post. I'll post that one. You post the other one, and this one, I'll post the other one. That, so, wow, we're going to have three Web Comics Weeklies going up? Yeah. They've been starving for them. Let's do it. Yeah. Can, and I'll be the one guy. That everyone's gonna, everyone else is going to be real nice. I'm going to be like, here, you jackal. <laughs> <laughs> and then Dave will call me up and go, God damn it, Scott. <laughs> we almost had it in the Because Dave will be like, hey, guys, sorry we've been busy, and we've been you know, going to Veracon and da-da-da-da-da. And I'm like, here, you jackal. <laughs> you want your free podcast? Here it is. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't get you more free content. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I decided that I would take some time out to maybe take a dump or scratch my ass or masturbate once in a while. No, got to make free content for the hungry birdies. Chirp, chirp, chirp. Ixnay, Ixnay. Web comics, quickly. Play the theme, play the theme. Play us out, play us out. Maybe I should just keep going so you have something to do with your Friday. Because you can't create yourself. It's all up to me. <laughs> and Brad stopped laughing. Brad's just like, we're not. Cut all this out. <laughs> That's not funny. Like, yeah. well, now he's Brad is not actually offended. <laughs> You're like, Scott, no. No, Scott. You, 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 no, you, you went too, <laughs> too far soon. with the name too of that soon, book a few, uh, a few t- uh, ticks back. My life on what? the streets of Philadelphia of uh, Pittsburgh. I, yeah. Oh. Oh my God. All right, everybody buy Fable's book. Yes. If you don't, you'll regret it. Web comics. I'll come get you. Because I'll get you. Web <laughs> comics weekly out. All right. Good All right. Job, gentlemen. Nice. <laughs>